What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. This year's Super Bowl will be watched by more than 200 million people globally, and the NFL will make hundreds of millions of dollars in one weekend. But the halftime performer at this year's game, Rihanna, won't be paid a dime. So today's podcast breaks down the fascinating economics behind the Super Bowl halftime show. Enjoy. The Super Bowl is one of the world's biggest sporting events. The average fan spends more than $10,000 to attend, and it's watched by more than 200 million people globally. Brands pay more than $7 million for a 30-second commercial during the game, and cities across the country spend billions of dollars in taxpayer money to build state-of-the-art stadiums just for the chance to host the NFL's annual championship game. But the biggest part of the big game might actually be the halftime show. For example, last year's show included performances by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and 50 Cent. And the 15-minute concert was watched by 200 million people and generated billions of impressions on social media. But here's the craziest part. All of the artists that performed at last year's Super Bowl did it for free. That's right. Even though artists like Snoop Dogg and Kendrick Lamar typically charge $1 million plus for a show, the NFL didn't pay them a dollar. And it's not just them. The NFL has convinced some of the world's biggest artists, including Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, Justin Timberlake, The Rolling Stones, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez, and Lady Gaga to perform at the Super Bowl for free. Heck, in 2021, The Weeknd even spent $7 million of his own money to produce the show exactly how he wanted it. But these artists aren't stupid, and the financials behind the Super Bowl halftime show are fascinating. So here's everything you need to know about why Super Bowl halftime performers aren't paid. All right, everyone, quick word from the sponsor of this episode, So Rare. This is probably one of the hottest companies in sports right now. It was founded in 2018 by two guys named Nicola Julia and Adrian Monfort. They loved fantasy sports and sports collectibles, so they took the best parts of both industries and combined them to create So Rare. Athletes like Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Rudy Gobert, and Serena Williams are ambassadors for the company, and they now have more than 2 million registered users in 185 countries. But here's how it works. So Rare lets you buy, sell, and trade digital trading cards of your favorite players. And rather than just looking at them, you can use these trading cards to enter fantasy sports competitions for digital rewards like more cards and experiential rewards like going to an NBA game, meeting players, or winning merch. But here's the best part. It's completely free to get started. And if you go to SoRare.com slash JoePomp to sign up, SoRare is going to give you an additional 20 free cards for your collection. So go to SoRare.com slash JoePomp to sign up and let's see if you can beat me. All right, let's get back to the episode. The Super Bowl halftime show has been going on for more than 50 years, but it hasn't always been the huge, glamorous spectacle that you see today. The first Super Bowl halftime show had marching bands and two men in jetpacks, a hot air balloon crashed into the stands during halftime of Super Bowl IV, and Coca-Cola shipped out 26 million pairs of 3D glasses in 1989 for a disastrous halftime show at Super Bowl XXIII that featured strange graphics and a magician named Elvis Presto. But while the Super Bowl was becoming more popular each and every year, the halftime show was quickly becoming a joke amongst fans. So the NFL set out to change this in the 1990s. They convinced new kids on the block to perform in 1991. Gloria Estefan performed in 1992, and fans rushed the field during Michael Jackson's show-stopping performance in 1993. This new era completely changed the perception among fans. And more importantly, it convinced the world's top artists that the Super Bowl was a valuable marketing platform. This enabled the NFL to convince headlining artists like Paul McCartney, Madonna, Beyonce, and Bruce Springsteen to perform during the Super Bowl halftime show. But as I said before, the NFL doesn't actually pay any of these artists. The NFL has created a system where top-tier artists agree to perform for free 
at halftime of the Super Bowl in exchange for exposure. Here's how it works. The NFL signs a sponsorship deal with a company like Apple, which recently agreed to pay $50 million per year to be the new sponsor of the halftime show. The NFL will then keep about $35 million of that deal, roughly speaking, and use the remaining $15 million to cover production costs for the show. This includes about 2,000 to 3,000 part-time workers, and it covers everything from production crews and set design to dancers, security, logistics, and marketing. And some artists take it even further. Take The weekend, for example. He didn't think the NFL's $13 million production budget in 2021 was enough, so he spent $7 million of his own money to create the show he envisioned. The show ended up costing about $20 million in total, and the NFL didn't pay him a dime. But the reality is, these artists are happy to do it for exposure. Think about it this way. Brands will spend more than $7 million for 30-second commercials during this year's Super Bowl, but this year's halftime performer, Rihanna, will get a 15-minute commercial for free, and it comes with much more media attention and billions of impressions on social media. That's objectively a great deal, and the numbers back it up. Lady Gaga's album Joanne went from number 66 on the chart to number 2 after Super Bowl 51. Justin Timberlake saw a 534% increase in music sales after Super Bowl 52. Travis Scott's performance fee doubled from 500,000 to 1 million after Super Bowl 53. And Jennifer Lopez and Shakira gained over 3 million followers after Super Bowl 54. And the payoff is even bigger for artists that are able to time it up with a concert tour. For example, The Weeknd sold 1 million concert tickets a week after Super Bowl 55. The Rolling Stones set a record with $558 million in revenue for their concert tour after their performance at Super Bowl 40. And StubHub says that artists typically see a 50% increase in concert ticket searches after performing at the Super Bowl. Now, Rihanna hasn't released a new album since 2016 and doesn't have an upcoming tour schedule, but she still has plenty of ways to capitalize on this year's Super Bowl. Rihanna is reportedly being paid several million dollars by Apple TV Plus to be the focus of a documentary about her return to the stage at Super Bowl 57. Rihanna's brand Savage Fenty dropped limited edition football-themed items ahead of the Super Bowl, and she is also releasing a line of Super Bowl merchandise with Mitchell and Ness. So while Rihanna will still make plenty of money without being paid directly by the NFL, not everyone is as fortunate. For example, the NFL has come under fire recently for attempting to hire professional dancers as volunteers. These volunteers are required to attend 72 hours of rehearsals across nine days leading up to the Super Bowl, and they even have to pay for their own transportation to and from the stadium. But after the leaked contract went viral last year, the NFL reached an agreement with the entertainment union that represents professional dancers, and the league now pays all professional dancers at a rate of $15 per hour. Still, the bottom line is clear. The Super Bowl halftime show presents an amazing opportunity for artists to showcase their talent and increase their brand recognition. The NFL makes millions of dollars off the 15-minute performance and can certainly afford to pay talent their fee. But given the promise of 200 million viewers and billions of impressions on social media, there is no shortage of names that are willing to do it for free. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.